In a world where a lot of people complain about the perils of social media, how inauthentic it can be, and how annoying it can be, including me, I've complained too. I tend to try to focus on the outcomes I want. And so even when it comes to social media, I find myself more so looking at its incredible potential. Because beyond its business benefits, social media has become a gateway to creating some really, really amazing and genuine connections with people and lasting friendships. I've encountered some remarkable people whose paths I might never have crossed otherwise if it weren't for social media. And today on the show, I'm actually chatting with one of those very people. I've got with me Hera Z, and she is a sales and marketing expert and a business strategist for online entrepreneurs who want to structure their business for profit, sustainability, and growth. For the past decade, she has been behind the scenes of thousands of businesses generating millions of dollars in sales with her clients, minus the hype and minus the fluff that we've all seen on social media. She is known for helping entrepreneurs uncover their business blind spots, and her real, raw, and transparent way of explaining things is a refreshing take on how to keep up with the evolution of sales and marketing as we all know it. In this episode, we're going to talk about all things from how our friendship started to anti-marketing and even her thoughts on chat AI. You are not going to want to miss this fluff-free episode. You're listening to the Limitless Life Podcast, helping you simplify mindset and energetics by giving you easy-to-use strategies that'll help you ditch the self-sabotage and move through resistance so you can create your limitless life and business. I'm your host, Brenna Johnston, and as a subconscious mindset strategist, I've learned over the years how to make the deep transformational work even easier and far more effective. So join me weekly for new episodes and get ready to step into your highest potential. All right. Welcome back to the Limitless Life podcast. Welcome if you're new here. I'm your host, Brenda Johnston. And as usual, this is the place you need to be for all things mindset, manifestation, and subconscious strategies and energetics. And I'm stoked because today I have a guest with me and I think you guys are going to love her as much as I do. It's an interesting story and we're going to get into it. Welcome, Hera Z. Hello. I feel like this conversation has been a long time in the making. A decade. Yep. <laughs> you and I actually met. I figured this out before we hopped on here. We met almost 10 years ago because we met. I had just started dating my current boyfriend and we will be together 10 years. So you and I met almost 10 years ago on Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And we became fast friends and business buddies and we've never even met in real life. (laughs) No. And then I feel like we have, and I questioned we've met. Right. And it's like, no, actually we haven't. That's really weird. Cause I feel like I hang out with you every day. Yeah. We we actually did have that conversation because we were trying to figure out when the last time we hung out was. And I was like, no, you're no, cause you're in like New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. It's a soul connection. There's a, we've hang out maybe somewhere in the ether yeah. and in dreams. That's probably what happens. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and I find it hilarious because back in the olden days, I wasn't even really on Twitter much. I think I only joined it because people were like, it's Twitter. You need to be Twittering or tweeting or whatever. <laughs> and we yeah. were health coaching together. That's how we met. 
And actually, didn't I think you actually sent me a DM and you're like, we should hop on the phone and chat. (laughs) Yes, we we did. I had literally just quit my job as a teacher to pursue health coaching online full time. And I have the vividest, that's probably why I feel like we hung out because we did hang, we did hang out on the phone and I was with my stepkids, they were at a swimming pool. And while I was watching them like plunge themselves off the diving board, you and I were shooting the shit, connecting. I I will say falling in love. I mean, it was instant. I loved you immediately. So just, you had so much information and you still do. And I've followed you obviously for the past 10 years and you just keep getting fucking better and better. Like... I don't know. I'm I'm winning clearly. <laughs> it's so funny that you I remember that too. They were diving off the board. Mm-hmm. High yeah. boards. Yeah. High boards. So I as I, I was watching them and just pacing back and forth with you on the phone and we were talking business, life, and all of the and health and everything. And we just clicked. I think we had the same set of beliefs. And clearly the fact that that we still keep in touch. I think those beliefs have evolved, but still kind of stayed the same, even to the point where our ovaries hurt each other. I know, time. right? We're <laughs> both having ovary issues today. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like my ovaries might fall on the floor. <laughs> like me too. That's great. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, okay. So, so much stuff because I have so many things that we're going to talk about and we can talk about yeah. I remember I was I had not yet left my corporate job. I was in the process of like how the fuck am I going to do this? Would have been what 2013. 13. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't actually leave my corporate job for 5 till 5 years after that. Mm. So this brings me into you and you being a teacher. Can you just kind of like share with people how you got to this space because you were a teacher did you just fucking wake up one day and be like I don't think I want to be a teacher anymore <laughs> no no it's interesting I was just telling my husband my my husband we had this conversation too we're not legally married y'all but you know if it ain't fixed don't break it <laughs> if it ain't broken don't fix it what are they whatever they say but so my I, my husband and I that's what I call him that's what he is we were just having this conversation about how I, it was like this gradual feeling of, I can be doing more and I have more to give and no no pun intended, but without limits, I was very confined within the four walls of my school. And I wanted to give more to these kids. I loved my kids. They were amazing, but I had these rules. I had these um, you know, set of regulations, curriculum I had to follow. And I was like, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what I can teach these kids and what they can experience and what really matters in life. Um, because the draw for me for leaving, my mom had passed away. She died. You probably remember that story. But it was, uh, yeah, the, the kicker was seeing her die. And that was the first time somebody so close to me had withered away of like a terrible cancer. And I just wanted to live. And I didn't want to, you know, be spending my days working according to anybody else's rules. And I had two weeks before she died, I told her I wanted, I used to be a Spanish teacher. And I said, I wanted to create this immersion school because the school wouldn't let me take the kids abroad, right? You can't do this with the kids. You can't teach them yoga. You can't take them anywhere. Any of the goodness of life, they just couldn't have because rules. Which is funny because I I love to break the rules. Well, and we're going to talk about that too. In this case, 
I couldn't break the rules. It was my job. It was my livelihood. So it was really stifling my, my soul. And two weeks before my mom died, I said, I'm going to start this school. And she had said to me, Hera, you're all over the place. Focus on one thing at a time. And it just kind of shot me down, you know, just thinking, like telling her this big idea I had, and she was suffering and dying from cancer. And she just kind of shut it down. So I stayed in my lane. I took care of her. She passed away. And my school had sent me, they had docked my pay for the one day. I had three bereavement days and no personal days left. They docked my pay and then they sent me flowers. And for some reason, the flowers that I had paid for, because every, at the beginning of the year, you, you put in $20 for the sunshine club. And I was victim of the sunshine club that year. And I didn't feel that it did justice to losing my mother. And I took the flowers. I was living on a third floor uh, apartment, threw them out the window. You hear the glass and everything shatter. And I was like, I will, ne- I, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is what they, this is what they're giving me flowers, but they're docking my pay. My mother died. So I had really just gotten to a point of, I can't do this anymore. And to make a very long story short, it, I had tried out several things, but there was one day that I laid down. It was a day in September, October, laid down in my patio. And I said, I surrender. And whatever is meant to come my way, I will cry thinking of this moment. Whatever is meant to, meant to come my way, I'll do it. And then the next day, somebody had mentioned something to me on Facebook and there was this opportunity to start health coaching. And I was like, I could do that. That's that I'm all about health, all about health after my mom had passed away and the way that I thought about things. So that was how it started. And it took me about eight months to burn the teaching bridges, (laughs) making like $24,000 a year. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I just, I quit. I quit. But, but you know, again, a long story short, there were several attempts at quitting before that. Um, And then I hit the ground running, regardless of what many people told me to be careful. You sure you don't want to stay? Well, you're always welcome back. What about those benefits? (laughs) Yeah, that was exactly what my principal said. Well, what are you going to do for health insurance? I was like, I'm a health coach. I'll be healthy. (laughs) So that was kind of how it happened. It's so wild too. And I, I feel like, cause a lot of people who listen to this are trying to transition out of the nine to five or trying mm. to pivot or do things. And I honestly believe we, you needed that flower moment mm-hmm. to give you the mad ball of rage to yeah. be the catalyst to be like this, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. I think we all need that defining moment mm-hmm. like, okay I'm fucking done with this see you later yeah it's it's fire it's a fire and I'm I i don't know what it is in my chart about <laughs> it but that but yeah I think it's everybody there's when you have a fire lit under your ass for whatever reason and if there does come anger with it or rage anger gets a really bad rep sometimes it but absolutely does it could be used for some really good shit Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've talked about that on other episodes. I'm like, yeah. I love, you know what? Yeah. Anger can be a great catalyst. Propulsion. And like, it's like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> I love that. And I, for me, I know when I left corporate, because I had a side hustle for like 10 years mm-hmm. and I was just so angry and fed up, 
I had to create the belief. I was just like, success isn't an option. I'm going to fucking leave and I'm going to be super successful at what I do. Was it kind of the same thing when you were leaving? You just had this like, I, yeah. When I say, you, you know, Tony Robbins would often say, you know, I've done all of his seminars and courses. I've been through UPW, God knows how many times walked on fire, climbed poles, eaten shit, all of this stuff. He's great. <laughs> right. He's a very good marketer, uh, but he's also transformative. And one of the things he would say is, you know, if you want to take the island, then you burn the boats. And that could be viewed as very extreme, but I would say I found that balance of what you just said. And I quit the job. I left the job, but I was determined that if I needed money, I would figure out a way. And and the actual thought, the very specific thought was, I'll wait tables if I have to. I don't care, but I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And this is the path that I'm taking. So there was that determination, almost like those blinders on and that just the willingness to make it work. Like you make a decision, you make a decision and you move forward. Boom, done. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it easy, but the decision can be very simple. Yeah. I was similar. I was like, well, if it doesn't work, I can be a consultant for design or I'd rather go be a Walmart greeter than ever set foot in corporate again. And I'm not saying corporate is bad for everybody because some people it's great and some people really love it. I was never meant to work for other people. Yeah. And, and you know what? There's, we are no longer a rare breed. No, we are no longer a rare breed, especially with, you know, the way that things like, look at how many people it boggles my mind, how many people are not working because right. Like you go to these stores and it's like, well, we don't have enough employees to cover us. Well, because people found their own way to make their own money. Mm -hmm. They found their own way to make their own money, whatever it is, starting their own business. Maybe they're working for DoorDash or Instacart or, or Amazon, all of these things. They're just not going back to traditional work because we've realized now there is a different way. And for a lot of people, it works. Mm-hmm. And I, 100%, I have that DNA where I can't work for anybody else. I don't want to say I can't, but it is not my preference. And one thing I feel is really important, especially if you're telling me that there are people listening and they want to quit and leave, I want you all to know in full transparency. So I've been working for myself as my own CEO for 10 years. You know how many times I've doubted myself in those 10 years and said, fuck, maybe I should go get a job. So I just want to share that it doesn't necessarily stop. You just continue to make the decision. This is where I'm going with my life. And even if you don't want to start a business, I would, that's what I do with my relationship. Right. Even my, with my husband, who's not my legal husband, like (laughs) I, choose you every day so let's take the steps and the decisions according to that north star that we've got going together so to me our relationships life business entrepreneurship work stepping stones it's all the same you all make a decision of how you want your life to be whatever category yeah about being intentional and living more intentionally and putting your focus on the outcomes that you want And I love that you just said, listen, man, I have these moments of like, what the fuck am I doing? Because I have those moments. I have clients who will be like, I'm excited one day. And then the next day I'm like, is this wrong? Should I be completely? I'm like, no, it means you're human. Yeah. 
you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. If you weren't having these moments of self-doubt, I'd be worried about you. Word. So where has on this topic, where has like self-sabotage shown up for you in business or life? I, I think it it just happens all the time. And I think it's funny, right? When you say one day I'm this, the next day I'm that. I'm like, what do you mean one day, the next day? How about in the same day? Sometimes I feel like, you know, and I, I, again, to in full transparency, because I, I want people to be prepared that when you do make a decision to go after what you want and you are intentional, like doesn't mean it's going to be sunshine and rainbows, but that's to me, that self-sabotage, which is so funny because I talk, I did a video about it 10 years ago. I remember when I was a health coach about sabotaging your results to me, instead of, if we are to think that we're sabotaging ourselves, yes, that's what it seems like. But I had uh, one client, actually a client of mine she told me, she's like, well, it's you really trying to protect yourself from what? Well, from anything that's not familiar and in front of your face and you think you can't, you know, you can't handle. So if we're looking at a future, let's say we set a goal to do something, start a business, take business to the next level, go on that date, talk to that guy, you know, uh, lose the weight, build the muscle, whatever it is, you're going to have to do different things. And you're, subconscious, I mean, this is your area of expertise, but this is how I'll explain it in layman's terms is that our subconscious will say, well, we don't know what the fuck is on the other side. So like, let's come up with all the reasons why we shouldn't go there. So it seems like sabotage, but I I had a coach once that told me, you're really just trying to protect yourself. Like little, little Hera just doesn't know what's on the other side. Little Hera now set a goal to have a seven figure business. And now she's freaking the fuck out. Because what is that going to mean for my relationship, right? Will it will it change the dynamic of relationship if I'm making more money? Will it change the dynamic of relationship with my friends, with how my clients view me, with what people want from me? Will I get sued? It comes up with all of these things are hidden under there. So in order to protect ourselves, we seem to sabotage the goal or the intention. And I honestly... You know, I I told you that I've had back to back today and that after this session, I'm going to go to the garden and ground and like stick my hand in some dirt and like play with my cucumbers, (laughs) which sounds really weird. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that actually sounds really weird. I'm going to play with them. Playing with her cucumbers. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, (laughs) they haven't sprouted yet. So it won't be any type of like weird shit, I promise. Uh, And even when they do sprout, it won't be either. (laughs) Listen. Next case. Anyways, I'm going to the garden to ground after this. And I think that's probably one thing that I'm going to reflect on is again, 10 years in business and I've got new goals. Why was today such an intense day for me? Did I not give myself enough space? Where am I holding myself back? Like I, I like to examine and observe my thoughts, but without giving them too much meaning, just giving, getting curious and, and I take no action until I've kind of like observed it, maybe run it by somebody like you, right? Mm-hmm. To have my proper counsel to not take any type of crazy action that would sabotage where I decided I was going. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that could, that probably is if it's showing up for me anywhere, like I shared with you today, I, I don't know how nitty gritty we want to get in here, but oh, it's we like, can well, get nitty gritty. yeah, like I have this goal. I was telling you right before we went on, I have this goal to go now to the seven figures and scale this membership that I have in X, Y, Z. And I got so thrown off today by a client canceling, but it sent me down a spiral and I can vocalize it. And I said to my husband, I said, oh, I'm going down some spiral today. Like even my ovary is stabbing me, which is stopped now, by the way. Yeah, Thank so you. Was mine. <laughs> okay. High five to us. <laughs> but that, you know, little things like that, where I can witness how our minds can take that one thing and just run with it in the opposite direction of where we have decided we are going. That is how I could potentially sabotage myself currently 10 years in business. So yeah. And that, uh, that right there is a perfect example. When I say to people, we need to choose to focus on the outcomes we want. Yeah. So yes, our subconscious mind is always trying to keep us safe. So like you today have this client who canceled, your brain starts to go in the spiral, your energy starts to contract. And then if you didn't have the tools to get yourself out of that, you'd have more clients canceling and you'd find mm-hmm. more things that weren't working because yeah. our subconscious mind is a super powered universal computer and it will look for the things mm-hmm. to say, oh, mm, look, she canceled. This person canceled. This isn't going to work. Yeah. It will look for the things. It's like when you buy a new car and you love the car and you haven't seen this car anyway, like anywhere. And then you drive and everybody's got the same fucking car as you in the exact same color. Yeah. 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 The car was always there. Yeah. But you just weren't focused on it. Yeah. Like we're focused. This is what (laughs) obsessed with what I do because it's like, look at, yeah, you're going to have days where you spiral. Mm -hmm. Make the choice to redirect your focus. Yeah. And some people like, that's that you can't always think positive. Positive thinking is bullshit. That's not necessarily positive thinking. It's if you're driving and you're looking behind you, how are you going to go move forward? Yeah. You know what? Somebody um, just recently rewired my brain on that word positive and they said helpful or unhelpful. Right. So it's instant positive thinking. Okay, fine. If you don't like if that word triggers you, because I'm all about words, especially in marketing. So Mm -hmm. if that word triggers you, find a word that is more helpful. So you know, yeah, saying positive things, are they helpful or unhelpful? The the words that are coming out of your mouth, are they helpful or unhelpful? Helpful. The thoughts that I'm having about, right, let's spiral down. She canceled. Oh my God, somebody else is going to cancel. Oh my God, that means how am I going to launch this? How am I going to scale this? I should just go get a job. Whoa, unhelpful thoughts, unhelpful thoughts. So what would be a helpful thought to get me to where I'm going? Well, I could do this. I could do that. I could. So helpful or unhelpful that, that that's a good word. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a nugget. You all should write that down. Helpful or unhelpful because it also goes along with like, is this moving me forward or keeping me stuck? 100%. Yeah, that's right. Right. North star. Where's the goal? Where's the target? And again, same thing in relationships. Do we're having this conversation? Is this a productive conversation? Is this moving us closer to the relationship we've envisioned or further? And we have lots of relationship conversations where we're <laughs> moving in the opposite direction. 
And that's where you get to reroute. Yeah. And you know? know that you do get to make choices. We get to make different choices every second of every day. If you don't yeah. like something that's in your life now, make mm. a different fucking choice. Yeah. There's um, what's really coming up for me now with all of this too is just up until recently, I really thought that if you are on the right path, then it's all going to go smooth. I swear to God, Brenda, I really thought that if you're on the right path, it will start to go smooth. I have just come to the realization that that's a fucking lie. But it is a lie. And it's something that we've been programmed to believe. Yeah. Like you'll hear people say, oh, if it's your soul's purpose, everything's just going to go smooth. No, it isn't. Yeah. Life isn't like that. We're here to learn. Yeah. But you have to be able, like willing to, and you said earlier, you have to be willing to be curious about things. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it happened twice and it's, it's confirmation. And now you even saying it, it's just total confirmation. Just wherever we want to go, the smooth sailing doesn't mean that it's, we're on our path. I'm almost convinced now that like choppy waters mean we're on our path and it was the um i mean it could be things could also go smooth though i'm also very conscious and aware of things can go smooth things do go smooth and they also can go choppy and they might be choppy but that it doesn't matter i still have my destination plugged into my gps and i think the choppy which Mm. is resistance normally we hit resistance i think it's actually beautiful because when you hit that choppy water that's your, your moment to go, oh, do yeah. I have a belief I need to deal with? Do I have a trapped emotion? Do I have some energetic shit going on? Do I need to change something? I Resistance is like the doorway to the new possibilities. Yeah. You yeah. deal with it, you unlock it, you go. And then yeah. you're going to find another door or more choppy water. Yeah, 100%. It was... um. The girl, the Australian girl who sailed around the world, it's called like something spirit. I'll, I'll have to look it up and figure it out. But she was determined to sail around the world in a sailboat. And she went through some really choppy waters and she was filming herself on the camera. And she goes, you know, follow, I thought following my dreams would be easy, but I'm here to tell you it's not. And But she ended up making it. So it just kind of was like a, a shift for me to say... And to really know and embody and feel what you just said is like, wow, this resistance is just just a step I have to get over to get to that next, to where I want to go. But I'm also convinced that like, we never really get there. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I think we're always on some type of journey. I, and this brings us to the making, I love to make people uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> in a good way. But it's about breaking those rules around growth. Like, and I talk about this a lot. I'm not saying the healing and the transformation is easy all the time, but it doesn't have to take years. It can be done very quickly. Yes. And I've learned that with the thousands of people I've worked with at this point, I know it can be done easily. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about recognizing that, yes, following my dream is going to be exciting and scary and like, Ooh, but it doesn't have to be torturous. Agree. 
And you don't have to heal all the shit before you move forward. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I, right? Like we can have rough waters and we can have smooth waters. And one mantra that I also rewired, my grandmother always raised me to say, you be careful, one wrong move, something bad could happen at any moment. And I was like, what a crock of shit. But like, I love, I love you, ma'am. I love my grandma. But (laughs) I had to rewire that too. And I tell my, even now I tell myself a more helpful thought is, yeah, so it feels like things are spiraling, but something good can happen at any moment. Like you just said, something, it could happen really fast. Yeah. So it's really helpful to hold both of those beliefs that I can. Yeah, go ahead. When you shift those patterns, Mm. you see and experience the good stuff easier, (laughs) more easily, (laughs) easier. Easier is a word. Yeah. But like you see <laughs> those things easy. Like it's, yeah. you're like, yeah. oh shit, there's, a, I didn't notice that before. Yeah. Because if you're caught in the spiral, yeah, you will only see more spirally things. Yeah. You got to look, it's wherever you look. Like I'm sitting here in a swivel chair. If I, am I, if I'm here, I see you. If I swivel 180 degrees, I don't see you. So that's my reality. It's wherever we, what we look to, what we create in our mind, 100%. 100. And like, as a business strategist and a messaging expert, what do you think about all of these fantasy marketing people who are like, I work two minutes a day and I have an eight figure business because I think, and the reason I want to bring this up is, and I was, what I was like this, I was like, I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to work like two hours a day. I'm going to have like, whatever. That's not realistic especially in the beginning of your business yeah and this is funny because I have a client that she was my call right before this and she's a system she's a systems and operations consultant so she actually works like very little (laughs) throughout the week but she's also been in business for over 10 years right and we just had this conversation because she teaches people other people how to do it and I said What people don't understand is like they see all these catchy headlines about starting their business and doing this and doing that. And I I think the catchy headlines are great to get you to pay attention, but then do your due diligence and understand that no course, no consultant, no coach, no program, no service provider is going to be your one magic bullet like more than likely not, more than likely not. You're going to go on a journey and an evolution just like the rest of us to the day that you die. So when you see somebody just hardcore, like this is what I even remember like 10 years ago, just seeing like, here's, here's the five-step method to get exactly what you want. And it's like, really just in five steps. Okay, great. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm not saying, look, you get get caught up by the headlines again. I always tell people, notice how you feel in your body. Notice what type of things that you think and feel as you consume this content. Write down your questions. Never let anybody pressure you into a sale. Like fast action bonuses, hardcore fast action bonuses were like, make a decision Uh, by the end of this call on fucking Thanksgiving day (laughs) and you'll get 
you know, $3,000 off. It's like, whoa, that's a lot of pressure for me to make a decision right now when I'm not quite ready. I'd like to do a little bit more research. Mm-hmm. So there's just, a, there's a lot of tactics out there, like even with technology and fake timers, there's fake timers. This blows my mind. So yes, there's a lot of shady marketing tactics out there. And I think that's all the more reason for you to come back to consciousness, come back to self, be very aware of your reactions, your thoughts, your desires. And like you say, even too your beliefs and your fears, like before you act on anything, I, I would just be reflecting maybe is the word. Um, I love this, the anti-marketing that you talk about and like transparency. Yeah, I feel like what I've witnessed too, and I think especially 2019, 2021, everybody had a lot of time on the internet and they became all very savvy to this pain point marketing, which I've never done. I've never dug the knife in and twisted it to try and make people buy. It just never felt good to me. Mm-hmm. But now that people are catching up with, oh, wow, you know, they're using my pain points. Like, do you do you feel like you're stuck and you're sick and tired of and all of this, like really digging the knife in? Um, what's happened now is it's kind of the pendulum has swung the other way. And you see a lot of people coming on and I'm terming it seductive marketing. And it's very much desire-based, which is great. I like that. I like that as more of a North Star to let's pay attention to the things that you want and don't you want this, but it can get a little toxic when it's like, don't you want to, you know, have success in 60 days and hit six figures and multi-six figures and, okay, over-promising a little bit, right? So where I've kind of always been between I've always been in between and I used to think that was a bad thing but I find that kind of being in the middle is a little bit more realistic it's a little bit more authentic to where I'm not swinging so hard to dig in the pain points I'm aware of what your problem is I'm aware of your current reality and what you want gone but I'm also not you know trying to seduce you into thinking that everything you want is on the other side of my paywall it's just, I don't think any business works that way. So what I find in the middle is more of this like transparent marketing where what I, the way that I like to do it and anybody who's on my email list will see like my marketing is very meta. <laughs> it's very like, let me show you how to market while you're in this exact step of my funnel. Like I'm super transparent about it. Um, I think an email that I'm writing that's going out tomorrow is literally just talking to them about threads and the new platform that's out, right? Like kind of like a Twitter competitor, which I find so fascinating, like the bro wars between all these dudes, Such a bro war. <laughs> like hilarious. And there's so much scandal behind it, but that's another podcast for another day. But in my email, I'm literally telling people like, here's my take on threads. Here's how I think it can benefit you. Here's where you can go to learn more for free. And I kind of have in the email, even a dialogue between me and them. Like it's cutesy, right? So you, well, okay, Hera, what's my response to visibility? Like what's what's my answer to getting more visibility? And then it's me. And I say, well, here's what you can do. Da, 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 da. And then they say, do you have something to sell me? And I say, nope, I'm just writing you an email. So I I really like to infuse a lot of that in all areas of my life, but in my business in particular, because I'm in marketing, 
I don't want to pull the, the wool over anybody's eyes. I don't want to seduce them. I don't want to scare them. I want them to know exactly what they're signing up for, reading, experiencing, potentially going to buy. Why? Because part of what I feel my job as a marketer and a marketing and business consultant is to cultivate self-awareness in you from the get-go. So that's my everything is pay attention to what's going on. And since our attention spans are so short, let me actually write it out for you and tell you what's going on. Like where you're at in this stage of the journey together. You know, you, you and I, as a potential client, whatever collaboration, client coach, client mentor collaboration, but any, I also tell people to any capacity that you engage with me and we have some sort of value exchange. I love that. And I think that's the way marketing should be like, don't, I see a lot of people get really upset that they put content out there and nobody's engaging, nobody's buying, nobody's, okay, well, your energy probably fucking sucks behind that post that you put out because you want something from it. Yes. Yeah. Your words can be talking, but your energy does not fucking lie. You, if mm. you are only in it for like, oh, I want something, I want money, I want that. Nope. <laughs> your energy is going to repel people. Yeah. If you're, it's a big thing too, like when, you know, again, especially if you are thinking you want a business or you want to show up with content in any way, shape or form, when you are creating and that word create is like a very powerful word. So when you're creating content as a means to an end, right, I'm creating content. So this happens. I'm writing this sales page. So they buy fine line there, fine line there, because I would really shift those words too. Like I'm creating this content. For me, it's the same thing with the email, right? Like I'm writing you the email so you can experience something. That way, I, as a business owner, I hit my goal, whether you buy or not, whether you click or not, my goal is achieved. And I think that fills up something in like a karmic energetic bank account. And that's how business expands because energy expands. Yeah, that's what I think. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, I love it's the same here. Like I'm creating content, not just because I'm like, oh, I got to create content so I can sell things. No, I'm creating content because I want to expose the bullshit through education. Yeah, that's why I do it. You're you're giving people a transformation just by being in your world. And I truly think that's that's business. Mm-hmm. for for all intensive purposes that's business so yeah. well done i agree <laughs> i it's just yeah it's interesting and you you can see it if you scroll instagram which we all do yes you can see the people who are just putting stuff out you can feel energetically when yeah. it's gross and you're like ugh no, not my person. No, that's gross. Like you can feel it. It's so funny that you're, I mean, it's not funny that we're talking about this because obviously like this is just our jam, but I literally put yesterday on threads too, as I was scrolling through the amount of bullshit that I detected and falseness that I detected. So I just put down gene key 12. I don't know if you're much into human design and like the gene keys, but my conscious son and also my Venus is gene key 12. And that is a bullshit detector. 
That's a bullshit. So I was like, Gene Key 12, the bullshit detector. That's me. <laughs> it's just, you're right. You can feel it. Yeah. And the fact that I can see people's energy, even in a script, I'm like, yeah, mm, no. <laughs> How's mine right now? So much better than before, right? <laughs> yeah, we both are. But we also, we changed our intention when we got on this call, right? It was like, okay, our intention is to have the best possible conversation and deliver the most value everybody and get the fuck out of our spirals i we did we did it in an instant as well yeah and that's the thing you can do it in an instant because the second you make a different choice your energy shifts i wonder if you have it recorded that uh, nobody else needs to see it but you but it would be interesting if it's recorded because i remember i did this i said yep and now we're good and we shifted yep instantly yeah and that's how it works And it's so funny because like when you talk about energetics and all of this stuff, unless you experience it on a daily basis and you live this, it's hard to quantify Mm -hmm. because it's like energy is invisible. You can have all the strategies in place. You can have all the funnels and all the systems, but if your energy is shit, Mm -hmm. you're going to hit that choppy water sooner than you think. I'm glad you said that too, because that's something that I don't think that I express enough It because I am a strategist and I talk a lot about sales and the energy behind sales, but I, I don't often match up and say like, listen, you can have all the strategy in the world, but if your energy is not matching it and there as well, then what's the point? And it's what I'm talking about now, especially with threads is the same thing. You can, it's like, you can show up to everybody in the world, but if you don't have a message that matters to people, well, then what? So it's, it's like a both, it's a both and not an either or a both and. And there's the people that are like, well, your mindset matters. Absolutely. Your mindset matters. Your beliefs matter, but guess what? Mm -hmm. Your mindset, your subconscious creates your energetic signature your frequency that you're sending out there Mm -hmm. so it all goes together i this is why you and i get along neither one of us does basic bullshit no i'm not gonna drown you in freaking let's do some mindset exercises (laughs) no i think that's that's my last post on instagram i don't do surface level shit No. no It's not surface level. Yeah, I like to go deep for sure. And I definitely think that any strategy for any area of life, any tactic, the energy is the base foundation of it. And it is a day-to-day thing. And it is something you want to constantly revisit. And it's not something that you can just know and talk about. It's something you do. It's something you be. Yes, it is something you be. Yeah. While we're talking about all this marketing stuff, I want (laughs) to kind of talk about AI because this is something that is making a lot of people's energy contract and freak out. And I can tell you the number of people who've said, oh yeah, it's going to put copywriters out of business. It's going to like, everything's going to change and they're all weird about it. And I know you are an AI fucking expert. So let's hear about this. I have, I'm a certified copywriter and me and the robots have a romance going on since 2018, y'all. So I I like that you're bringing up AI because when I hear that people are kind of freaked out about it, to me, it's like, pause for five seconds. 
the world is going in this trajectory. There is no stopping AI. And also let me remind you that not only has AI been around for at least a decade, but you're using it multiple times a day, everywhere, all day long, and you fucking love it. <laughs> you just you just haven't engaged with chat GPT, or maybe you've bought into the fear that it's going to replace your job. Okay, cool. Well, yes, it is going to replace very menial, te tedious tasks, but you're much more than that anyway. You are much more than that anyway. And also let the AI do your menial, <laughs> tedious tasks and move on to something more creative, move on to something, you know, uh, more exciting for your life. So AI for me, when ChatGPT came out and got put in the hands of the public, which I think most people are familiar with ChatGPT, I'm going to assume. Um, I mean, even chatbots, there have been chatbots that have been answering messages from ads for at least four years, and I used to build them. So my job was to make these chatbots as human as possible. That's what I loved about it, right? It was like, okay, what's the person feeling? How are they going to interact? So these uh, artificial intelligence has really been, you know, they're able to compute and take everything that we've put in the internet for so long. And it's fascinating. It's a super brain. It's not going to take your job. It's absolutely impossible right now for... For a robot to take the intuition and the nuance and the emotion of a human, it just, it's still lacking something. They're close, but they're still lacking something. So what I would say, is just because you mentioned copywriter, if you're a copywriter, you have the leg up on AI. Um, as a copywriter, right, because I do have a copywriting certification and messaging is huge to me, I've been training my AI to even like help my clients come up with answers to questions that I no longer have to answer, which means now they come to me at a higher level and I can take them even further to where a robot can't take them. Mm -hmm. um, I've been using AI with my clients to help them create that messaging and get their words out because they have a business and a message that they want to share with people. So AI has actually been really, really helpful and has not even come close <laughs> to replacing my job. If anything, it's brought me more work, mm -hmm. which is fascinating. Uh, and I, I think sometimes too, because AI has so many different categories of it, right? Like writing copy, creating, you know, little micro programs and mini robot. There's so much. I only focus on the area of copy, actually. Um, I think that overwhelms people and then they freak out, right? It and, the, and that's where those sabotage is like, well, I don't know anything about that. And I don't even know what that would mean. So like, stay far away from it, stay safe and say, it's going to take your job and ruin the world. Yeah. That's kind Our of like evil forces. Yeah. I mean, listen, could it be? Sure. But also could not be. I mean, let's let's look at how we can use it to our benefit. If you're worried about them taking your information, then I don't know what I don't know what you're doing with a smartphone. I don't know what you're doing. I, I mean, there's nobody's taking your information more than you've already allowed it. I promise you that. I promise you that. So the first thing that comes out about threads is, oh, the privacy laws. It's like, please, I know how you publicists work. 
You need a catchy, threatening hook. It's actually called a threat headline in pub in the publicity world, right? So that marketing tactic of scaring people, that shit sells. Yeah, the one about, oh, if you delete threads, Instagram is gone. Like, honestly, I just, and that's that to me is the opposite of authentic marketing with integrity. That is the opposite of doing justice to the human race and to the collective. Like, why are we doing that? That's, yeah, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> well, and because theoretically humans bond over negativity and fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things over the years has been about creating more collective fear. Right. Without fear. Right. I know. Not survive. Look how fast I stopped myself too, as I was going down that spiral of complaining. Uh, and I was like, don't even get me real quick. I've been, I've trained my, my brain. Well, it's funny. Cause as you were saying, I'm currently training my AI all I could think of for some reason, do you remember in the olden days, those little Tamagotchi things? Yeah. They're, and I used to kill mine all the time because I couldn't. Oh. Like, <laughs> but like, that's what I remember. I was like, yeah, it was like we used to train those little Tamagotchis and it would, or maybe they were training us. I don't know. Pro- I- pro- probably. That's the second reference I've heard to a Tamagotchi in two days. I'm going to have to like Google, uh, see what it yeah, means. Yeah, what does that know. mean? But know. also, what a great product, because after you killed your little Tamagotchi, didn't you have to buy a new one? Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure or something. I don't know. I, fo- I thought you could reset it. I can't remember. I think there was a limit to how many times you could like kill that little fucking thing. And it was like, that would be, I'm going to have to look this up. I'm yeah, like, this that weird. would be smart to have to buy more. I mean, increased customer lifetime value, right? <laughs> you actually, speaking of customer, you have a course to help mm. people use AI to sell, right? I do. And I actually have a free, I have a free training on how to train your AI. And it's the easiest, it's one prompt, literally. So when you mention you're talking about training your AI. Um, my Tamagotchi, we're going to call yeah, your t- AI will now be referred to as my Tamagotchi. <laughs> my, ta- my Tamagotchi. Um, I have a free course too, especially for people who are a little hesitant. And they don't necessarily want to go all in um, with there's a free, a little free training that I have for how to do rapid research. And it gets your AI to do all your market research for you. So I've literally onboarded them to do my job that would take me hours to do market research. You see how we, you see how we do this guys, how we use technology to our benefit. Um, one prompt trains them on my, on my target audience my ideal client, the people that I want to reach, the people that I want to serve with one prompt. And then from there, it allows me to create really authentic headlines and really authentic content to get my message out there and put it, make it visible. So yes, I do have a course. Well, and I would- I'm going yeah. to be linking all of that goodness in the show <laughs> notes. Because Good. I think also for people who maybe are just getting started and here's the other thing. I love that you're talking about how you are writing emails and you are doing things. Yes, we can have helpers. Yes, we can have people. Mm-hmm. I still do a lot of my own stuff. I told somebody I freaking edit my own podcast and they're like, why do you do that? I'm like, cause I like to, yeah. because I know the energy of the conversations. Yeah. Plus I was in marketing for 24 years and this shit's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Will I hire people down the road and have a team? Probably. 
I don't need to right now. So I love that you talked about that. And I digress. I was saying, I think for people just getting started also, who maybe don't know how to create the messaging, this is going to be really helpful for them. Even if it's just for prompts, giving them a jump off point. Yeah. The, um, it definitely linked to both. And I would love for people to, again, I mean, completely transparent marketing and a sale to me is matching somebody with exactly what they need to get what they want. And that's why I say, yes, I have a course. And I also have that first step for you, which is here, train your AI with this one really cool prompt. And then a few other prompts you can do after it and see how you like that. Because if you like that, then in part of that email sequence you'll get afterwards is a coupon if you want to buy the course. Like that to me makes sense. That's how I would like to be marketed to. So that's how I market. I, I want you to slowly, it doesn't have to be slow. It could happen really fast, but I want you to take me through steps. I want to go through steps. Don't just tell me like, hey, I got this course, buy it. I don't know if I want it or not. Give me a little taste, a little taste. So it's so funny. Cause I had somebody one time and I've had it more than once. They're like, why do you give so much stuff away for free? Mm. I was like, because I want people to experience me mm-hmm. because I'm not your typical mindset coach. Like, yeah. yeah, I would want to experience me. I don't, I, I like to experience people. I yeah. like free things. I love free things. Like. I love, I love free shit. I love, I also like first class shit too. So God, me too. I love first class. Was it you and I that were talking about only going to hotels with slippers? I don't know. I've had that conversation, but also once you've flown business class, you can't not do that. And I, I, I think you can apply that too. I mean, listen, here's the free stuff and it's good stuff and you're going to love it and you're going to appreciate it. And Yes, if we work further together, just know that I really like first class. So you will have a first class experience. What is inside my course that if they do want to take it further, um, it should I should be charging a thousand dollars for it easy, but it's one ninety seven and there's a coupon. So it's, there's a coupon <laughs> and, they, and there's a coupon code. So you know if you want, I mean, look, it's AI is not going anywhere, but staying and expanding. I want people to get in and understand. Um, I want people using it and I want people using it authentically, let's put it that, and with integrity and ethically. So there's even a section of code of ethics inside that Mm. course too, is how to use AI and how to not use AI. I love that. I'm going to damn, I'll be, I want to know what that prompt is. I'm going to be downloading the free. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you're gonna love it you're literally gonna you're gonna dm me and you're gonna be like bish oh my god it's just it's a lifesaver because it's t- you know what it's like to do market research and i know that that's the one thing my clients need to do and they never want to do because it's time consuming yeah and they don't know where to start and it, it's a lot well i just did it for you and it'll do it in under a minute probably the uh, the landing page says two minutes but i'm pretty sure it does it in under a minute i'm gonna have to time it we should time it. Okay. We will. <laughs> oh my God. I knew this conversation was going to be good because we always have great conversations. And I was yeah. so, I've been wanting to bring you on the show for a while. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's time. It's time to do this. It is. So I appreciate that you've taken all this time to have these conversations. Is there anything that like 
you want to say to people when it comes to creating a sustainable, enjoyable business? Because I know you are massively big on that. Uh, is to remind you of what we said in the beginning that you get to decide like really, truly, I want you to ask yourself, what is it that I want? And just know that there's no rule that says that you can't have it. Once you, you decide what you want, and if you are capable of saying that you only want to work, you know, four hours a week, then you start taking the steps to get there. That's it. So sustainable business, you get to decide how you participate, how you market, how you show up every single day. You get to decide. It's, it is it's your world and we're just living in it. <laughs> and so whatever the rules are, feel free to break them. It's, it's all you. Mm. I, want people to, I want people to feel that and know that they can that they can live the way they want to live. I mean, you and I did it, Mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. I feel like that's the perfect lead-in. I always ask my guests, what does living a limitless life mean to you? What does it mean to you? That's, uh, for me, even last week, it was literally taking an impromptu vacation. So it's a limitless life to me is that I have the freedom to literally wake up and decide what do I feel like doing today? And last week I went to the beach and I stayed for four days. I still can't get over that. I was like, wow, because otherwise you put yourself in these rules. I, I have a business. I have to work. And just like I said, well, where is that rule? Where's that rule written? And that's where you examine the belief. So to me, that's a limitless life is that I get to wake up every day and I know in my body that I can decide how today goes and what I do and, and where I'm taking it all next. That's mm-hmm. limitless. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to link all of your stuff up. If you have found this episode useful, which I know you will tag me, tag her. I will like tag her if you don't tag her. But when you tag us in this kind of stuff, it helps me know what's resonating with you and what's helpful with you. So thank you so much again for taking the time to like hang out and talk to me like this. And, uh, you know, we'll go hang out and have coffee next week, but not really only in our imagination. We're going to plan it. You know, yeah, if you're going to come, gonna come down to like... New York, New York City, girl, I will meet you there. We will. We, we actually will. Like, I feel it in my bones that it's coming. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen soon. Good. And then we're just going to stand there and hug for like an hour. <laughs> and then, and then we're going to go. And then get into trouble. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into trouble. (laughs) I love it. I can't wait. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. 